everyone. Welcome in once again to another edition of Hatter Chatter, the podcast presented by Insight Credit Union. I'm your host, Ricky Hazel, and I'm joined today by former Hatter pitcher and two-time A-Sun pitcher of the year and most recently named the A-Sun All-Decade team, Logan Gilbert. Logan, how are you? I'm good, Ricky. Thanks for having me on today. Oh, it's my pleasure. It's great to have you on. I know you're uh, you're out in uh, Washington, and you're uh, part of the Mariners, I guess, expanded 60-man squad. So what's life like in the uh, the Major League Baseball bubble, so to speak? Uh, it's been great so far. It's uh, nice to have everything going again. Um, we're just getting a lot of practices in, some inner squads during the week, stuff like that, and uh, just trying to stay ready, trying to make the most of this year that otherwise would have been pretty slow. So what's your routine like at the, at the park now? I mean, are you on a – Every five day, or you are once a week, or what's the routine? Uh, right now, I'm about once every six days, and then we'll usually have an off day now that we're in the uh, in Tacoma here with the taxi team. About one off day a week, or something like that. So, pretty much just pitching once a week, um, just trying to get some innings in, just like normal. Try to treat it like a season as much as possible. But uh, with that said, it's still a little different between the the days in between the starts. I assume the team has got you guys all put up at the same hotel where they're making sure that you're staying safe and providing meals and transportation and all that kind of stuff. Or are you kind of still on your own for that? Yeah, we're all in the same hotel, like you said, uh, breakfast, lunch at the field, uh, dinner on our own, pretty much um, just try to get something delivered to the hotel. They're pretty strict with the protocols and it's all been good. Uh, Of course, that's a good thing, just trying to stay safe and do everything we can to try to play as much baseball and not have any problems come up. How much do you guys watch the the the, the team play at night? I mean, obviously, late night games, or at least late night on the East Coast, but uh, night games for the most part for the Mariners. How much do you guys that are on the uh, the practice squad get to watch those games and, and kind of break that down? Yeah, we try to keep up with it. Uh, we practice in the mornings and games in the morning, stuff like that, which works out well. So we'll be back at the hotel for a while and uh, the games will come on at night and uh, we'll try to stream it or get it in the room or something like that. And it's pretty cool. These guys that we played uh, this spring training part two or whatever mm-hmm. you want to call it. We were just with those guys up there. So to see them now on TV playing the real season is pretty cool. Now you got to go through all that spring training part two up in Seattle. What was that like? That was awesome. It was a good experience. It was cool uh, being in the actual stadium facing guys that pretty much the the whole lineup that you see on TV were. Uh, on these teams with these guys. So it was just a good experience and kind of get my feet under me, get a few innings in. It was really good. So uh, what's the, what was the feeling like the first time you got to step out on the mound in, a, in one of those inner squads or a practice and then throw live pitching? Uh, it, was, it was pretty weird. Uh, it was cool being out there, kind of surreal, um, which is different with no fans, you know, mm-hmm. not the way I pictured it might be. Right. Uh, still awesome to be up there in the stadium on the mound pitching like all that stuff but a little different it took some getting used to with no fans in the stadium now the Mariners are an extremely young team a lot of uh, a lot of guys that are still working their way up so that to me that's got to mean you guys have got to have a pretty strong bond because you're all about the same age you've got uh, very similar experiences I mean I counted up there's like 43 guys of the 60 guys that have college went to college and have college experience so there's got to be a lot of bond there between all you guys yeah, definitely. Yeah, I think that's the big thing they're trying to hit on right now and kind of grouping us together. And um, even last year, just working through the minor leagues with some of these guys, we build those relationships and learn how to win together, all these kinds of things. And 
um, by the end of it, we're, we'll probably be in Seattle, really close friends, a close net group. And hopefully that can help us win a few more ball games in the future. Absolutely. And I know one of the guys that's already in the big leagues with the team is Kyle Lewis. And I remember him from when he was with uh, Mercer, uh, was a heck of a player. I don't know. He may have predated you a little bit, but, yeah. uh, but he was an A-Sun, A-Sun player. And to see guys from our league, and I know there's, there's guys that are on your squad that I know you played with because Kyle, Kyle Raleigh is, is one of your uh, teammates and is on the squad there. So how many of those guys did you know going in besides Cal and, and, and uh, how has it helped you guys come together? Um, I think I knew just a few, um, some of the names you run into on um, just looking on stuff like that. And I, I think over the years, I probably played against a couple of these guys, but um, once we all got together, uh, I mean, it was people from all over the nation, which is pretty cool all over the country. And right. uh, now we're all on the same team and building those relationships like we talked about. So that's been pretty special. I know your pitching coach, Pete Woodworth, is a A-Sun guy. Played at Florida Gulf Coast and yep. and, and uh, coached down there for a while. What's your relationship like with him? And give me a little comparison to him to, uh, to Dave Thurno. Uh, he's a good guy. Um, yeah, we got pretty close last year. He's my pitching coach in Arkansas when I got up there. Um, and yeah, we talked a little bit about his golf coast days and me being at Stetson. And I think my, my freshman year might've been his last year coaching there. Um, so I think we ran into each other once. Um, but he's, he's a really good guy knows what he's talking about on the mound. And, uh, as far as coach T, I, I don't know, they're, they're actually a little similar. I noticed um last year just in the way they think about the game they're both really smart people and um come from some playing experience that they were both really good players on the mound so um uh, i saw a little similarities in there so it wasn't too different going from coach t to to woody with uh arkansas Insight Credit Union is a proud partner of Stetson University Athletics. Insight has been bringing better banking to Central Florida for nearly 85 years. Insight Credit Union is your local go-to for lower rates on auto and other loans, credit cards, and more. Insight Credit Union and you, better together. So let's, uh, let's look back on your Stetson career a little bit. And I want to specifically talk about Florida Gulf Coast because no team in the league or no team that we face did you have better luck against or, or dominate more than FGCU? And to me, that's one of the standout – your performance against FGCU in 2017, one of the standout performances of any game I've ever seen. Take us, take me back to that that day and, and tell me what you remember about that game. Uh, that was a crazy game. Um, that was – yeah, definitely. I think that was one of – probably the best game of my, of my college career. Um I remember Sunday, I think we were splitting the series and uh, I think they were ranked at the time. So we were trying to take the series from them. It was a big game. Um, I remember my my back was actually kind of messed up and I was trying not to miss the start uh, leading up to the game. I was trying to push through it and got some work on it, on my back, all that stuff. And um, But then once I came out there, I felt good in the bullpen, everything loosened up. And uh, it was just one of those games where, you know, they talk about everything clicking and you're just feeling good on the mound feeling like your rhythm's perfect, all that stuff. I felt really good out there. And uh, I remember Hale, Hale did an awesome job behind the plate. We kind of just stayed with the same game plan the whole game and just happened to work out for us. And the, the one, the thing that stands out to me in that game is not only your pitching with 18 strikeouts and what, 12 in a row or whatever at one point, uh, was the play Colton Leitner made at the end of the game to, to save it, to kind of unsung hero in that game. Yep. Yeah. Uh, Leitner, unbelievable. He's unreal at third base. Uh, 
it was definitely a good game for me on the mound, but it was kind of one of those games in the ninth inning where we were about to let up the lead or even lose the game there if it wasn't for Leitner at the end. So he was definitely a hero at the end and saved the game for me. Yeah, it was one nothing game. So where you know everything everything was amplified because of that obviously you were you had a great performance going, but the game was still on the line there in the ninth inning and. Well, you, I guess you gave up a one-out triple or something, and then the next thing you know, yep. Colton, Colton's making a, a big play to get you out of the jam and, and finish it off. It was, It's just a game that stands out in my memory from you know, the years I've been here at Stetson and, and from all my time in college baseball. But uh, what, what are some of your other standout memories from your time at Stetson? Um, right away, I think my freshman year when we, we won the conference coming in as a sixth seed and kind of everybody had written us off, that was definitely special. And my first taste of a championship team and what that's like. And um, to be able to be the team that nobody looks at to, to come back and win the tournament. And then we went to Coral Gables and gave Miami a good fight there in the first game. Um, that was definitely one of my favorite memories. And then of course my last year when we won the reg- hosted the regionals, won the regionals, made it to the supers for the first time. That was really special. And um just a historic year for Stetson. It's really special to be a part of that. And people may not remember when you came to Stetson, you came in as a two-way guy. You were you were still kind of uh, young in your pitching career. You were, I guess you played third base some in, in high school, and and um, you grew into your pitching. Your first year was mostly in out of the bullpen. You weren't a starter. You were, yeah, I think you had four or five starts that year, but you mostly get worked out of the bullpen. So talk about that development you had, you know, in that first year. Yeah, I think – that was really good for me coming out of the pen and um, having to figure out what that's like and uh, continue to learn along the way and not just throw me out there and try to figure it out, but it really paced me and allowed me to make changes that I need to and grow into myself as a pitcher. Um, and the whole time just working with Coach T really brought me up because I really didn't know what I was doing. I was more just a big body with an arm on the mound and then Coach T kind of molded me along the way. So uh, figured out what it's like to come out of the bullpen, eventually started some games at the end of that year, went on to play summer ball and got a few starts in. And then when I came back my sophomore year is when the pieces started to get put together. So I think it was just a, a long process that really helped me. I know you talked about summer ball. You played for Bethesda in the, in the Ripken League and 4-0 with a 1.89 ERA and in eight games, seven starts. So obviously the the, the light started going on at that point as to, as to what you could do on the mound. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. That was a great experience. And um, one of the times where I really got to figure out what I could do on the mound and especially as a starter, getting that experience, I think that's really big. And um, just the whole summer ball atmosphere, I think that's p- where people can experiment a little bit and uh, figure things out and then take it back to school and hopefully be a better pitcher. Now you were also a late bloomer growth wise. Now you're, you're six, six, you may be, pushing six, seven at this point. Uh, but you weren't nearly that tall when you first committed to Stetson. Talk about having to adjust to a, your growing frame as you were going along. Yeah, that's definitely part of it. Being a uh, tall guy out there, it's somewhat harder to repeat your delivery, or at least that's what they say. So um, just getting used to that side of things and continuing to grow and maybe one year to the next, you're not even the same size. So you're kind of having to figure out um, for the rhythm part of it the tempo on the mound all that stuff that's so important you gotta try to figure it out as you go so I think that's just the innings and the repetition that helped me and then along the way I started to feel more comfortable as I went now are you the tallest guy on the team up there or is there anybody that's taller than you you got the edge on everybody 
Uh, I might, I might still have the edge. There's a lot of tall guys now, but, um, there's definitely some people that are closer to me, but I, I think Lynch, Evan Lynch might still be the tallest I played with. I was probably the one guy that was taller than me. Yeah. Yeah. He was like six, eight, uh, yep. big guy. So, so just looking at you on the, on the video here, uh, you look like you've put on a few pounds and maybe, uh, you know, neck's a little wider and back's a little, little broader. I mean, talk about your, the physical regimen you've gone through to, to, to get in the position where you're now ready to take on the big leagues. Yeah, that's a big part of it. Um, they, they do a great job with every part of the, the athletic department here where the training staff and the weight room and all that stuff. So um, I've definitely I've put on a few pounds, hopefully some good weight and some strength in the upper body and the legs and hopefully just help me, especially being a starter, try to gain a few more innings out there and um, hopefully go deeper into my start, stuff like that. So the strength's a big part of it, hopefully to help me out a little bit more on the mound. Want to stay up to date on all things happening in Hatter Nation? Follow us on our Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram accounts at Stetson Hatters. Your destination for in-game stats, student-athlete features, game promotions, and more. Follow at Stetson Hatters today. Now, obviously, the 2018 season here was was an incredible year for everybody that was involved with it. Do you, how, how close do you stay in touch with some of those guys, Brooks, or you mentioned Hale, or some of those other guys? Do you stay in touch with those guys a lot? Yeah, I keep up with some of them. Um, Perkins, I, I talk to all the time. Joey Gonzalez, my roommate, Eric. Um, and then I threw with Brooks recently. We still talk every once in a while. and um, Keep up with Hale every once in a while. So, I mean, we were all good friends. I think that's what helped us the most out there where we had a lot of talent on the field when you look at the lineup. But we're just really good friends. And I think that carries on into even the next chapter where uh, once we get past baseball, we're still good friends to keep up with each other. Yeah. Uh, Brooks is one of the guys that's kind of been caught in the middle in this whole pandemic thing because he was probably getting ready to make a move up to double A AA or even triple A this year, but obviously not ready to be on that 60 man roster yet. But now he, he winds up with nowhere to go. Yeah. It's tough to lose a year like that. Um, I know he's still training hard and working all that stuff, but you just feel bad for the people that. Um, their season was taken away and don't get this chance to develop and stuff like that, which, I mean, it's a whole year of baseball. It's a big deal to lose out on. Um, so I feel bad for him, but I know he's still working hard during all this. I mean, you played at three levels last year, and most of the guys you played with are probably not playing right now. Yep. Yeah, exactly. Starting in low A, uh, I think most of the people here would probably be on double uh, A AA or triple A with the exception of a few recent draft picks. But um, it's definitely a big benefit to make that jump at the very end of the season where now I get to be with this taxi team and get some reps in. What was it like for you last year going through three levels of professional baseball in one year? I mean, you, you finished up your career here and then didn't get to pitch in the summer of 18 because of uh, being sick. And then uh, last year it was like, a, it had to been like a whirlwind because you start off in West Virginia and, and then you're bouncing to California and back to Arkansas, you were all over the place. Yeah. Yeah. It was pretty crazy. Like you said, missing that first year, I was ready to go and, um, really ready to start pitching, get the pro career going and, um, try to, I guess, make up for lost time. So it was nice to start in low A and feel like I had a good handle of it there and then go to uh, high A in California, eventually double A and just keep moving up. Um, that's the, the best way I could have envisioned it really. And, um, got to meet a lot of great people, have a lot of great coaches along the way. So it was, couldn't ask for much more in my first year. You you got drafted, and we still had season to go. 
and people people don't realize maybe not realize it. You were probably already sick at that point, weren't you? Did you did you know that you weren't feeling well at the end of that season before you got drafted and diagnosed? Um, I the first time I felt it was up in Seattle actually when I was signing. Okay, uh, that's when the s- symptoms hit me. But uh, they say it's in your system for a few weeks before you start feeling it. But um, I I felt good the whole season. Didn't actually feel symptoms until afterwards. I know the biggest problem you had in your career at Stetson was you had a toe issue, right? Yeah, bone spur. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So I I knew that was always the one that kind of very flared <laughs> up on you. So that's a that's a yeah. I know you got it taken care of. So that's a that's a good thing. So so yeah. so talk about what the what the plans are for the rest of this year. I mean, you got probably what another seven eight weeks up in the Tacoma. Yeah, I think we have about seven weeks here. Um, pretty much everything we've been doing now that we're settled in in Tacoma, just keep up with the inner squads and they'll try to build starters, innings and pitchers, all that stuff. Give them seven weeks of as much pitching as possible to try to make up for lost time. And um, some of the guys here are uh, kind of the, the in case of injury up in Seattle that these guys can fill in. And then sure. the other half is pretty much just developmental. So um, I'm just kind of in that window where trying to get as many innings as possible and hopefully get a little better so do you think there's a chance for arizona fall league or is that even going to happen or you know i know the dominican winter league or some of those things i don't know if they're even going to be played this year or not either yeah i don't know it's up in the air right now i guess just waiting to hear if it happens um but right now you know they're just trying to do everything they can for the season trying to get that figured out but uh i i'd love to get as many innings as possible this year i just don't know what that holds in the future i noticed they stuck you in number 86 that's uh that's going to be not one that you were looking for. <laughs> yeah, probably wasn't my first pick, but uh, it's cool just to have a jersey, just, you know, to have anything. I'm not too picky, but um, at the same time, once I do get my own pick, it probably won't be 86. No, I'm sure, I'm sure it won't be. So do you get to – Do you, I assume your mom and dad, do they get to come up and see you, or are you, are you basically sequestered from seeing anybody at this point? Uh, yeah, we're pretty much just stuck in the hotel. Yeah. Uh, I, I don't think we're really supposed to have anybody come up here, uh, things like that, where the, the policies are really great and also really strict uh, right. for good reason, but we're just kind of hanging out on our own for the next couple months probably. Gotcha. So let's go back and talk about your upbringing and who were some of your role models growing up and, and what kind of impact did they have on you and what you've done so far? Uh, like baseball guys I watched? Yeah. Um, let's see. Uh, I was a big Chipper Jones fan growing up. Um, this was back in when I thought I was still a hitter back in the day. <laughs> uh, I, I wore number 10 growing up. I was on the Braves team in little league. So, uh, Chipper Jones was definitely one of my favorites. Were there any coaches or anybody that were kind of served as those mentors for you growing up? Um, yeah, definitely. Um, actually Brandon, Brewer, uh, his bro, or sorry, his dad was my first little league coach. Oh wow! Um, so he's kind of the one that taught me the basics of the game and all that stuff, and I still keep in touch with him. So he's kind of the the one that first got his hands on me and uh, showed me what it's like to get on the mound and play first and all of that kind of stuff. So now, were you always just a baseball guy, or did you play other sports growing up? It was just baseball for me. I tried out football when I was young for a season wasn't for me uh went back to baseball really quick and pretty much just hung on to that never a basketball player huh no (laughs) i I wished maybe with the height i didn't know i was gonna be six six yeah that's i just stuck with baseball 
So what are some common myths about being a, a you know professional ball player that people think it's all you know glamour and glitz? But what are some of the myths that people don't understand about the you know it's a job? Yeah, I think um, I mean some of the bus rides I had last year weren't the best, um, and then just the every single day uh, doing the same thing, same routine over and over, and uh, trying to figure out a way to make it seem fresh, but you get the game 130, 140, and you're taking a eight hour bus trip overnight. Uh, it gets a little old for that side of it, but then you start playing the game and it's your start day and you remember why you love it so much again. So it's definitely good parts. And then some of the bus rides and hotels and stuff like that get a little old. I bet. I've been living in a hotel for whatever it's going to be for three months is probably going to be really old the time it's over with. <laughs> Yeah, definitely. It takes some getting used to. Fans, when it comes to air conditioning in Florida, you need a name you can trust. That's why you should turn to the experts at Total Comfort for all your advanced heating, air, and electric needs. Total Comfort, a strong supporter of the Stetson Hatters and a company you can rely on. If you if you weren't playing baseball, what do you think you'd be doing right now? Um, gosh, I don't know. I'm happy I'm playing baseball. So <laughs> I don't understand. have to answer it, but um, I understand. My, de- my degree was business analytics. Um, I still have about a semester to go. Um, so I'll be finishing that up soon, but, uh, kind of the, the thing in the movie Moneyball, um, the front office guy with, with the analytics, stuff like that, that right. was kind of the route I was hoping for if baseball doesn't work out. But like I said, I'll try to hold on to this for as long as possible. So either way you want to be in baseball is what you're saying. Yeah, it's hard to get away from it. Uh, I understand completely. So uh, look back on your time at, at Stetson. What are some of the funniest things that you can remember uh, being involved with the Stetson baseball program? Because, I mean, having Brewer around is a, oh, is, a, is a comedy routine all the time. But Yeah, really. You could just watch that guy. You could follow him with a camera and get some pretty good stuff. <laughs> uh, I, I think the funniest guy was probably Spooner, Mike Spooner. Yeah. Uh, back to my freshman year, him and Joey were roommates. Uh, so they would prank us all the time. Eric and I, we were in the same hall. So uh, I remember one time they just like uh, put water bottles everywhere in our room when uh, we weren't there. So we came back and it looked like somebody broke into our room and just put water bottles everywhere. So uh, there was a little bit of a prank war going back and forth between us. <laughs> and Joey was kind of a comedian as well. Yeah, he was. He, I think he was the mastermind of everything, and he kind of just pushed Spooner to keep doing it. I can, I can see Joey being the plot master and then standing back and letting yep. somebody else take the heat for it. I can, I can see that exactly. <laughs> so, yeah. what, what of your? I mean, ton of accomplishments. Two time, only two time pitcher of the year in the A Sun, and and uh, you were just named to the All Decade team. So, what are what are some of the accomplishments you're most proud of during your time here? Um. Yeah, I, I think being pitcher of the year is definitely really hard. And um, to be able to do that back to back is really special accomplishment. And I mean, just a huge testament to Coach T and uh, the players around me, Brooks and Perk, for making me better the whole time. We kind of had a competition just uh, the whole time, just seeing, you know, who could top each other, just going back and forth. Mm-hmm. So uh, we had some some friendly rivalry there. Um, I think being on the academic team as well was a big, big accomplishment to uh, try to do it on the field, but also in the classroom, which is so important. So um, those are probably two things that I'm really proud of. Yeah, well, I bet. Do you have any uh, game day superstitions that uh, you have to follow all the time? Um, 
Not too much. Uh, I don't do anything too crazy. Uh, I usually keep my hair pretty long when I, uh, in season, just a little bit superstitious there, but uh, that's probably about it. Oh, that's not too bad. I mean, uh, certain other pitcher from Stetson has had pretty pretty good success with long hair, although he's cut it now. But Yeah, <laughs> yeah, so, exactly. So uh, speaking of that, have, have you had a chance since you've been drafted and been part of the big leagues to, to talk to Jake or, or Corey about – you know, the, the experience coming up and, and what it takes to get there? Uh, yeah, I, I actually talked to Jake for the first time. Um, I went back up to Stetson right before we came out here and threw a couple bullpens, and uh, I got to see him up there and talk to him a little bit. Uh, and, I mean, he's unbelievable what he does on the mound, you can see. So just trying to pick his brain a little bit and, you know, see anything that could help me. So it was, it was pretty nice talking to him. Now, who's some, who are some of the guys – that you play with on the Mariners now that, I mean, obviously you got a ton of really great young pitchers on that team. Who are some of the guys that, that you, you know, you kind of commiserate with to, to work on your stuff? I know I read one of the things where you're really working on your changeup. Yeah. Um, I mean, it's, it's nice being up here because everybody's really, really good at what they do. Um, so there's some of the older guys last year in Arkansas where um, Justin Dunn and Justice Sheffield, I was talking to those guys and just trying to learn how they do things, having some experience in the minors and now being up with the big league squad. So um, just being able to, whether it's learn the chain up or slider, like how they approach going after a hitter, stuff like that. They're really smart at what they do. So I know when you pitched here at Stetson, it was primarily the, the gas and the slider. Uh, have you expanded that repertoire? And you were, you were more of a four-seam guy, right? Yep. Yeah, uh, I've gotten into the changeup a lot this season actually uh, I just recently I feel like made some good strides with it so and of course the curveball that uh, coach T taught me back at Stetson so to be able to have four pitches that I feel like I can go to at any time and have that confidence in them I think that helps me a lot now you you stay away from the two seam because the two seam kind of goes down and darts sideways and the four seam has got more kind of pop on it Yep. Yeah, I just stay with a four seed, and that's pretty much it. Um, they have all the analytics and stuff about our pitch shapes and things like that, and they just tell me to stick with the four seam. So that's what's working, so I stick with it. So uh, which of the catchers do you like working with the most? Obviously, you had a great uh, relationship with Austin Hale. Yeah, it's hard to beat Hale. He's really good at what he does. Um, I've gotten really close to Cal here. Um, we had a – you know, we knew of each other playing FSU every year, right. so – uh, we uh, became friends pretty quick, and he's really good at what he does as well. He's really great behind the plate and a uh, really good guy. So that was one of the things where I was with him for probably two-thirds of the year at least last year. All right. So he probably he probably caught at least 20 starts. So we've had a pretty good bond since then. Gotcha, gotcha. So how do you like to spend your time when you're not you know, locked in a hotel room? How do you like to spend your, your time when uh, you're away from baseball? Um, gosh, it's tough remembering just being in a hotel for so long. <laughs> I, I like to golf a little bit. I'm not very good, but I just like going. It's pretty fun. Um, uh, just, I like watching movies a lot. I'm a big movie guy, just mm -hmm. hanging out with friends, um, stuff like that. Uh, just anything to kind of relax and unwind. Now, have you gotten the, gotten the vibe of that Pacific Northwest culture? Cause it's a little, uh, a little <laughs> different atmosphere up there, isn't it? Yeah, it is. It is different. Um, it's you can see it right away. It's I mean that's all you hear when you're up here, the Pacific Northwest. And uh, I've met some awesome people. It's really great culture and um, really uh, 
proud of who they are in uh, that sense. So it's been really great going from Florida to Seattle and kind of seeing the different parts of the country. And you don't have to deal with 95 degrees and, and uh, humidity <laughs> and the thunderstorms that are rolling in here right now. Yeah, yeah, this is the perfect place to be right now. I'm happy I'm here right now. The Alliance Community for Retirement Living has been providing opportunities for new beginnings since 1954. Alliance Community provides full life care, including independent living, assisted living, skilled nursing, and memory care. Alliance Community is a proud partner of Stetson Athletics. Gotcha. So uh, who... You know, you you've been working your way up, and you're focused and focused forward. But who are some of the famous people, maybe that you've met, had a chance to meet while you've been the, in the pro ball? Um, let's see. Uh, some of the people in uh, big league camp up there were like Ichiro hung around. I didn't get to talk to him too much. Was just uh, one day I'm like turning my head, and Ichiro's right next to me running sprints, and I'm like. It's crazy seeing some people like that, that you grew up watching on TV and now they're there. Uh, I saw Felix ran into him uh, last year when I was up in Seattle for, for like the last week. Um, So again, like these superstars that you see on TV as a child and now you're in the same locker room with them. It's pretty cool. I know Seattle just uh, introduced its new uh, hockey team and hockey mascot and that made a big splash. What'd you guys think of their, uh, their mascot and their nickname? Yeah, it's pretty cool. Uh, the guys seem to be really excited about it. Um, I've never been like a huge hockey fan, but I mean, now that they have a team, I'm going to try to see some games if I can. Yeah. Uh, I think everybody's really excited about it here in the area. It was certainly, to me, it was a perfect name for, for, a, for a hockey team. You know, Absolutely. And they've, I know they've blown away all the sales and projections of what they thought it would be when they, uh, I guess, when you, when they released the Kraken so to speak. Yeah, very fitting. Yeah, it's a good idea. Yeah, no doubt. So uh, let's go through some quick hitters real quick, and then we'll uh, we'll cut you loose. What's your favorite breakfast cereal? Uh, Reese Puffs, probably. Wow. Favorite cartoon character? Man, cartoons. It's been a while. Bugs Bunny, maybe. All right. Who is your favorite superhero? Uh, Batman. If you could have a superpower, what would it be and why? Man, good question. Probably, uh, I think being able to fly would be pretty cool. Just go around whenever you want, wherever. I think that'd, that'd be pretty cool. It would be. What's your guilty pleasure? Oh, maybe video games. Okay. What's your favorite kind of cookie? Uh, probably just chocolate chip, basic. Uh, you PC or Mac? Uh, I like Mac better. Okay. Where would you want to go for a dream vacation? Hawaii. Who was your celebrity crush on when you were 12? Oh, man. When I was 12. Uh, maybe Anne Hathaway? I don't know. What's your favorite movie? You said you're a movie guy? Uh, my favorite movie is Dark Knight. Same uh, favorite superhero. There you go. What's your favorite Christmas movie? Uh, L for sure. All right. What uh, TV shows or shows have you been binging on during the pandemic? Uh, I watched uh, Outer Banks. That was a big one in the pandemic. 
the fishing show, the tuna show. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. yeah I watched that. Um, who was your first concert? When and where was it? Um, actually, recently, uh, it's called for King and Country. It was like a year, probably two years ago, was my first concert. Oh wow! Uh, what what music are you listening to? Who are you listening to most now? Uh, probably Luke Bryan right now. Uh, yeah, a lot of country music right now. A lot of country. Uh, where do you go when you need some time by yourself? Uh. Probably uh, my backyard where I throw, uh, do all my, my throwing work out there, just kind of get alone. Hard to go anywhere when you're locked in a hotel. Yeah, really. <laughs> um, what uh, what game show would you want to be on and why? Uh, I'd like to be on Jeopardy, but I probably wouldn't do too well. <laughs> <laughs> What's your favorite place to go go to dinner? You said you, you guys got to take care of your own dinner. Uh, yeah, probably Outback probably hard to be outback or olive garden there you go um what's your what's your go-to karaoke song uh man probably uh man i'm blanking on it uh the john denver song oh um not rocky uh, what's mountain that called? High, but uh, uh mountain mama oh yeah 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 West, whatever that is yeah yeah west virginia yeah uh, so name three people living or dead that you'd want to have dinner with. Oh man. Three people. Um, probably Steve Carell, uh, from the office, my favorite actor probably. Yeah. Um, I think the rock Dwayne Johnson would be really cool. That would be cool. Uh, and Kevin Hart, just hilarious. I, I think that'd be pretty fun. You almost got Jumanji. You just had to have Jack Black in there, right? Yeah, really. Pretty close. <laughs> pretty close. So let's uh, wrap this up. Uh, you know, t- talk to the young guys that are you know aspiring to be professional baseball players, and and give them some advice on on what they need to do and what they need to focus on to to get reach their goals to to get to where you are now. Uh, yeah, I think um, just like if I could tell myself back in the day, I think taking ownership of your career is the most important thing. Um, nobody's ever going to care as much as you should about your own career. And uh, everybody's going to work hard. You know, that, that should be a prerequisite. For you. Everybody's going to have to put in the work and work really hard. But uh, I think just going along with the day-to-day process where trying not to get too high or too low, but look at the big picture. And um, just like me, uh, not really knowing what I was doing freshman year right. or before that. And, three years later, you can put all the pieces together. So um, just learning one thing at a time, taking one thing, uh, whether it's the mental game or the curveball or something like that. And, uh, hopefully in the big picture at the end of the road, you put it all together and figured it out. That's great advice. Great advice. So uh, Logan, we're, we're, you know, we're all really rooting for you here and we can't wait to, for the day when the world returns to normal and uh, you get to step out on the mound in a big league game and, and, uh, and, do what we know you're going to do, and that's have a tremendous career. We're, we're, we can't wait to see that happen, and uh, we're going to keep rooting for you and following you. Thank you, Ricky. Really appreciate that. I'm excited for it. I appreciate you taking the time to talk to us today, and uh, stay healthy. Absolutely. Thank you. Thanks for having me on. All right. Thanks, Logan.
GoHatters.Photoshelter.com is your one-stop shop for all of the most memorable moments from your favorite Stetson teams. Game day and event photos are available for purchase directly on the website. Show your Stetson pride and log on to GoHatters.Photoshelter.com to get your photos today. And that'll do it for this edition of Hatter Chatter, the podcast presented by Insight Credit Union. I'd like to thank all of our corporate sponsors who make it possible for Stetson University and Stetson Athletics to provide our more than 400 student-athletes a quality experience on the courts and fields of competition in the same way the faculty provides all Stetson University students a quality educational experience. Those sponsors include, of course, our presenting sponsor, Insight Credit Union. Other sponsors include Florida Public Utilities. Visit askforgas.com for more information. GEICO Insurance. 15 minutes could save you 15% or more on car insurance. Visit GEICO.com to find out how. Advent Health. Visit WestVolusia.com. Old Florida, new vibe. Coca-Cola Beverages of Florida. The Alliance Community for Retirement Living. Bud Light, the official beer of Stetson University. Florida Orthopedic Associates. If it hurts, see them first. Hampton Inn and Suites of Deland. ImageWorks, your one-stop corporate identity shop. Main Street Community Bank, familiar name, familiar faces, familiar bank. Morningstar Storage, the space you need, the way you want it. Orlando Sanford International Airport. Visit flysfb.com. Simpler, faster, better. Total Comfort, the name you can trust. And Weston Lake Mary Orlando North, for a better you. Thank you to all of our corporate sponsors.